Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back, Dr. William Smith. How are you this this wonderful fall day? Uh, it's cold, but I'm doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. It is. It's starting to get chilly, but the sun is still out in Chicago, so I'll, yeah. I'll take it. It is cold, though. It is like, I think our high was like 40 the other day, but Ooh, today is going to be in the 50s. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. Mm. I know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 had a big day yesterday. Oh my god. Did I? <laughs> I absolutely. It may I think this was the biggest um event I've ever produced. Absolutely wow. by far. Wow. Yeah. Um just real quick creating crimson uh we my my artist development and music career coaching uh, company we uh presented MC Light. Yes, I MC cannot believe Light. that I even can say that. But yeah, we did an event where we presented her. It was her discussing her journey in hip hop and discussing how hip hop has changed through uh, the generations. And the University of Chicago um, partnered with uh, me on this to make it happen. And you know, it was a it was a sold out event, and I mean, it was just crazy, right? That's crazy, that's and I'm sitting yeah. up just chatting it up with MC Light. You know, I mean, that's all. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's what we do. <laughs> it's what we do. Yeah, I was trying not to like you know be too big of a fan only, but yeah, it was it was really wonderful. And what was really exciting is that um, you know, it went it went really well and we got really wonderful feedback and we got a lot of people interested in learning more about creating Crimson and all of that. So Great. Great. I hope that this can become an annual thing where we, you know, once a year can have an event where we bring in an artist at that level that can connect to the community and right, you know, right. To people. So yeah. I think that 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 works as a music tip. I think that yeah, works as a what? music tip. I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I and and yeah, and just to encourage artists, you know, we have more and more people listening to the podcast, which is awesome, and we're getting yep. wonderful feedback from artists saying that it's been very valuable. I think today is going to be like hugely valuable because our guest is going to be talking about something that I am asked so frequently about, you know, how how does radio happen? How can you get in radio? And so um, I'm going to introduce that person in just a moment. But I say that to say, you know, the tip is when you have events going on in your area, this event was completely free. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that's why we sold out and so forth. But you have to take upon that. And it's not so much because, you know, MC Light's going to hook you up. It's not that. It's, it's you know, there was press there. You exactly. know, we have music producers there. I mean, there were a lot of different professionals there. Um, obviously, Creating Crimson, we're there. And so there's so much networking opportunities that happen and relations, starting relationships. Um, yep. So it's not always just about, can I get to that artist as much as, you know, this is going to be an opportunity for me to meet a variety of people. So please, exactly. we've said this before. Yeah. Go, go, go. When you have those opportunities. Yep. So. Okay. All right. 
All right. So I'm really excited, as always, um, to bring our guest on today. Um, This gentleman has been so pivotal in my um, music career recently. He um, I, I was connected to him through actually another radio, uh, jazz radio promoter who recognized that my music was more smooth jazz. And so she recommended that I reach out, um, to this gentleman and I'm going to let him explain who he is a little bit more. Um, but he is this, a very dynamic, uh, radio promoter and his name is Mr. Jason Gorov. So hello, Jason. How are you? Um, excellent, Kenya. Thank you very much for having me on today and for the warm introduction. Oh, absolutely. I could kind of go on and on because you're like, so what I love about you, Jason, is obviously, you know, you work very hard and you have really helped me so much in getting my music Um, exposed to the smooth jazz listeners but you're also like uber nice like jason you never sound like upset even if you are upset like you don't (laughs) you're always super duper nice (laughs) well thank you so much you know um (laughs) attitude is a choice and i choose to uh to to take the high road let's just say (laughs) yes yes so on that note if you could just um let our listeners know what it is that you do and how you kind of got into doing radio. Okay, sure. So um, our company, Gorov Music Marketing, is a, uh, a marketing and promotion company, and we are uh, hired. We, we offer our services to uh, recording artists and managers and record labels with the goal of getting your music played on smooth jazz radio stations. And uh, to take it to the next level, hopefully not just get airplay, but hopefully get it onto some of the national airplay charts. And uh, if things go well, hopefully move those songs up the charts. The more airplay we get, the higher we get on the charts. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. And how did you land doing that? <laughs> ah, that yes. So, um, uh, although I have to admit a little bit of nepotism, um, my dad has been, my dad, Cliff Gorov, has been in the music business for, uh, boy, about 50 plus years. And so I grew up in a music business family. Um, I remember going to lots of concerts as a small child with my mom and dad. And uh, I remember sometimes my dad would even bring me into work when he was doing a pop music promotion back in the 1980s. And I would sit in his office and listen to to my dad and some of the folks he had working in the office on the phones with radio and, you know, smoking and swearing and working music. And I thought to myself, this is what I want to do one day. And and so, um, you know, when I went to uh, school, I I went to San Diego State University from 86 through through 91. And I took uh, business classes, business administration, emphasis in marketing. And I always knew that when I graduated college, I wanted to join uh, dad's business and thank Thankfully, he saved a space for me, and so he did. And so in 1992, I joined uh, the company. At the time, it was called All That Jazz Promotion and Marketing, and we eventually changed the name of the company many years later. But I've been uh, working in business partners with my dad since 1992. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. That is so awesome. I think it's so rare nowadays to hear... Um, people joining their family business and staying, you know what I mean? And really Mm -hmm. growing the business. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I I wanted to ask you um, how, how much uh, basically what's, what's the process? I guess some, a lot of our listeners might not even know what it, what the process of uh, radio promotion is and what, what you do as a radio promoter. But uh, if you could sort of just like give a 
snapshot or, you know, yes. uh, view. So much like any business, our business is dependent on relationships. And so over the years, we've managed to develop relationships and, and in, in many cases, friendships with uh, the radio station folks. And I mean, we call them uh, every week, you know, uh, 50 weeks a year. The, the last two weeks of the year were, were closed. The industry kind of closes down. There are no airplay charts those last two weeks. But 50 weeks out of the year, we call our radio friends once a week to promote the music that we're playing. And, and so, um, you know, it's, it's a process that develops over time and uh, our radio stations have come to expect good music from us and so when we call them and ask them to listen and really that's what the most important thing that we're doing is asking our radio friends to please listen to our music and there's a lot of music out there for the radio stations to choose from you've got a lot of different promoters and record labels and other folks calling to promote music and so then it becomes down to you know what the radio stations are hearing on their end so we can go out there and we can do our thing and speak for the, the songs by asking the radio stations to listen, telling them how much we love them, then we have to hope that radio agrees with, with that. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Katie. Well, I, I think with process too, I think one of the most common um, questions or, or misunderstandings, I, I think this is a better way to say it, misunderstandings is that an artist can just simply go out, call a radio station, call a DJ, um, tell their mom to call and get this song, you know, <laughs> played. It doesn't on work like that, Kenya. No. Yes, uh-uh. I know that. And so if you can, and I try to explain, I think people, because I am not a radio promoter, they're just like, uh huh. All right, well, I'm going to go call the radio station. You know, I don't know if they really believe me when I say that. So maybe hearing from you, <laughs> what is it that an artist really has to do to get their music actually considered? Well, it starts with making the greatest, best sounding song you possibly can. Uh, Mm. You know, 95% of it, of getting a song played on the radio is having a great song uh, with a a compelling, memorable melody. The melody is the most important thing. And that was one of the very first things that my dad taught me when I was a young pup. He said, it's all about three things, melody, melody, melody. So that's the (laughs) most important thing, a compelling, memorable melody. you know, to be on the radio, you're expected to, to have great chops and be able to perform on your instrument or have a great voice. You know, you're expected to do that. Um, th- then it comes down to production and melody. So my best advice is to make the best possible song you possibly can. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, and that's so now, because you know, everybody yeah. thinks they've made that, right, Jason? You do realize every artist, even <laughs> if it's a crappy song, they believe... <laughs> <laughs> they believe they've made their best song. But let's say, yes, in fact, it is a really strong song. Then what's going to be their next step that they do? They just call like Google radio promotion or what would you say is the next well, in order to find a radio promoter, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of us out there online. I mean, we've got our website, which is gorovmusic.com. I know a lot of other radio promoters have websites as well. Um, of course, word of mouth is always helpful. If you have a great song and you know another artist that's you know done well in smooth jazz, you could ask them for some recommendations. Um, I can tell you that my company is always willing to listen to new music. Doesn't mean that we're going to necessarily you know want to take it on and help promote it. You know, we'll give you our best opinion as to whether we think we can help 
help deliver results for you or not, and we're always going to give it to you or any artist straight. And sometimes, you know, that might hurt. Uh, and, and, and honestly, when I have to pass on a project, that's one of the hardest things about my job. Because in essence, I have to call a, you know somebody's baby ugly, and I don't like that. Mm, um, but but really, yeah. I, I'm just giving them my best and most honest opinion about you know whether the song, we, whether our company can help deliver results on that song or or not. Mm, yeah, good that's points. good. Yeah, very, very good point. point. Yeah. So, so anyways, the um, point, though, is that I'm always willing to listen. I'm happy to listen and share feedback, and there's no cost for the listening and for the feedback. And, of course, if we decide that we do want to take you know, the, the song to radio, then we do charge a weekly fee. But um, I'm willing to listen and share feedback at no cost. Yeah, that's, that, that was actually what I was going to ask uh, next is, like, what, what uh, would an artist sort of typically expect to pay uh, to, to hire a radio promoter, you know, and, and what, and what is the, um, like the, uh, uh, time frame, the schedule is it like, like a weekly or monthly thing? Yes. So, um, you know, I can tell you what our fees are and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to share that. I can tell you that, um, to, to promote other genres of music, um, different than smooth jazz is probably going to cost a lot more. Um, but for smooth jazz radio, our fee is $300 per week. And so our um, recommendation is that we normally start with a six-week airplay campaign, and that will kind of test the waters and see, uh, you know, what the overall response and reaction and feedback from radio is. And then um, if the the response and the feedback from radio is strong, we could then continue on to our, uh, what we call our Life of Single campaign, and that cost is $3,000 total, and that's for a minimum of 12 weeks or longer, as long as that song is alive and on the charts we continue promoting it and i've had some songs stay alive and on the charts for eight or nine months uh and and so it would be a a flat fee of three thousand dollars for the entire life of the song now at the end of those first six weeks if the response and the feedback from radio isn't great and if we don't think that there's much more room to grow we would tell you that and just draw a line in the sand at that point gotcha Mm, that's a very good point yeah yeah, I and I, oh, there's so many kind of things bustling in my head because, like I said, this is a really popular um, question, and I think it's such it's so it's so misunderstood. You mentioned about other genres and how it can, you know, cost so much, and then you also mentioned your dad used to do pop, correct? Like he was more on kind of the pop side of um, radio. Yes, how he did, was. How did? Yeah, how did he or how did it kind of morph to jazz? Um, so, um, it, you know, yeah, back in, in the 1980s, uh, my dad, uh, Cliff Gorov, was mostly doing um, pop music promotion. His sort of specialty at the time was crossing records from urban, adult urban radio to pop radio. And one of the, um, you know, major bands that he promoted at the time was Cool and the Gang and then the single Celebration, which was a, a huge hit. Um, anyways, in the later 1980s, um, he, my dad, had a good friend that used to work at, at Epic Records. He's since passed away. His name was Larry Douglas. And Larry Douglas mm-hmm. brought my dad in for a meeting and he said, we have this artist that we'd like to play for you and her name is Basha. And we'd like to know, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything that you can, can do to help on, on Basha? And and uh, my dad tells the story. He went into the office. He just went crazy, flipped crazy for Basha <laughs> and her music. Uh, it was the Time and Tide album. And uh, mm-hmm. the long and the short of it is they Epic Records hired my dad to do promotion of Basha. She absolutely exploded 
on the radio, uh, and that was around the time that the smooth jazz format was developing, around 1987 or so, with a lot of the, the wave network radio stations in Los Angeles and all around the country, really. And so uh, once Basha was a, um, a success, uh, they, they started working um, other artists. Uh, I remember it was Stanley Clark, a bass player, and uh, Hiroshima, mm-hmm. and several other bands at that time. Uh, and so that was all done on behalf of Epic Records, and then the word kind of spread out from there that you know we were helping break records, and uh, and it led to uh, the the overall creation of the the promotion company, All That Jazz. That's I, I'm so glad you told that story because I wanted people to have perspective on you guys know your stuff. You know what I mean? Like I think <laughs> it's you. not like when you were saying you're like giving you know feedback and you're trying to be as honest. You know, I think people have to be willing, artists have to be willing to receive the feedback, um, whether mm-hmm. it be something they, you know, love to hear or something that's really difficult to digest. Um, and the, the wonderful thing, having worked with Jason, you know, Jason, he with me, like he's he's always extremely honest. And, you know, this is what we can do. This is the things you may run into that is going to be challenging or, or no flat out, we can't, this isn't going to work because of that. And, you know, your little feelings for a moment, get what, whatever, but what also you do, Jason, that I think is wonderful is you always give constructive feedback on how to make it better or how to do, you know, consider, you know, if you do this, that, and this, it would probably be, you know, more received. And so I think that's really helpful. So I just want to make sure people really understand, you know, you're a great, you're a great resource. And the fact that you just gave out your website and your fees and I mean, and you'll listen for free listeners, please pay attention to that. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And, you know, um, I I am willing to, uh, you know, share that feedback and maybe make some pointers and suggestions about how it might be more appropriate for smooth jazz radio. But that said, um, I'm also uh, cognizant of, I don't want to, for lack of a better term, you know, mess with your art and music is art. And so, um, you know, if you've created a song, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to tell you that you can't put it out as it is. I might make some suggestions for changes, but what I also will always recommend is that if you do some sort of edit or remix, you know, based on what I've suggested, that you put out both versions to radio. The radio, let's call it radio remix or radio edit and the full CD version as you've had it. And some stations are going to choose most of the AM and FM radio stations will probably tend to to play a shorter radio edit whereas uh, most online and satellite stations generally tend to uh, play the the more um, you know the album version that could be a little bit longer or maybe a little bit more that stretches out musically a little bit more. So um, we're giving radio a choice, you know, and either way we get credit for the same song no matter which version they choose. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I actually have a awesome. couple questions along, along those lines. Um, uh, one is a business side, and I guess one is the artistic side. So you just gave some great ideas and pointers for for artists that are trying to uh, make their music radio friendly. Um, <clears throat> what would be some, some other, uh, I guess, cause I, I know there was a, I, and I teach this in my class. I talk, talk to my kids about, uh, songwriting and, and how, uh, when you're building a song, you got, there's certain elements that you have to have that if it's going to be in the popular format, it's, this is just what works. Um, you know, things down to, you got to have the, at, at two, two minutes and 30 seconds, the bridge has to come in or some type of change has to come in. But are there, there are other details, I guess, that you can give for uh, for music 
for artists that are creating songs. Um, and yes, it, it, you want to, you're, you're, you're referencing that it's, you know, it's your art, but, uh, there, this is, a for, for lack of, it's, it's a popular music business and, and it has to sound radio friendly and, and it has to fit sort of the, the, the format. Yeah. So what, what would you, I guess, some, some other things that you might've come across about with some songs that you've heard that if they would have changed certain things that it, it actually would have been a, a hit song. Sure. So I'm going to speak to that with with my smooth jazz um, ears and, and my smooth jazz vision. So for yeah. smooth jazz, you know, a lot of folks consider smooth jazz to be really very mellow and kind of sleepy, but really it's the opposite. I think you want to keep it funky, keep it up tempo. Right. Now you don't want to go too crazy and make it too hot, but you know, keep it funky and don't make it too be- too much of a ballad or too mellow. What we tend to find is that radio smooth jazz radio programmers know that they're already the softest place on the radio dial and they don't want to go too soft or put their listeners to sleep. So um, Mm -hmm. keep it funky uh, while still maintaining an overall smooth texture. In terms, and that's for instrumental songs in smooth jazz. For for smooth jazz vocals, I would say that the smooth is is probably even more important than the jazz. So uh, keep that in mind as well. The other thing is to keep songs to an overall radio-friendly time if you can, or at least be willing to do a radio edit and normally we suggest a song at, at no longer than about four minutes and 30 seconds for radio. Good. Mm. Good. Awesome. awesome. And, and awesome. The, the other side of my question um, was the, the business part. Uh, when an artist, um, when you decide to work with an artist or you really like their material, uh, what should they have in place um, for them to maximize what you're doing for them? Because, I mean, there's, there's certain things. A lot of things. things. Right. So, uh, yeah, I guess you could if you could speak to that. And basically, we're trying to reinforce things for our listeners. <laughs> uh, so, boy, a lot of things. Social media presence. Uh, you also want to have uh, a website, uh, you know, that's maintained up to date. You want to have some sort of distribution. Uh, a lot of artists, indie artists, are choosing to use CD Baby. And a lot of artists mm-hmm. tell me that they think CD Baby does a really good job of getting their music out. Um, so those are the main things. Uh, online presence, okay. social media. And social media is a really great tool. It's very powerful and it's free. So make sure you're on all the social media sites. And then also make sure you've got distribution in place. You also want to make sure you've got um, you know all like cover art, artwork for your either your single or your album. Um, you know, you'll need that anyways to put it up for sale on, on iTunes or any of the other digital retail sites. We need the uh, album cover to put in our online Dropbox for radio downloads. We also email blast our music to radio. We include the cover art that's linked back to the artist website. So those are some of the most important things that an artist should have in place before they reach out to me. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. 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 Well, I just have maybe one more quick question. I mean, I honestly, Jason could keep you forever, but we, we decided we're not doing that we can't keep you forever. <laughs> but, um, you know, music, and we always bring this up. The industry is constantly changing, right? We've got, you know, and I think definitely with smooth jazz, you, you did a really great job of explaining kind of that explosion, you know, with the Basha and then how all these other kind of, artists kind of came to the scene and smooth jazz. Yeah. I would say early nineties, mid nineties. I mean, it was just so hot and um, so big. And now you hear, and I don't know if this is true and this is what I want to hear your opinion. You hear that smooth jazz is now kind of taking a turn and it's, you know, there were a lot of smooth jazz stations that were actually taken off um, the airwaves. 
what is your opinion? Where is smooth jazz radio right now? So, yeah. Yeah. So what you said is true. Only that happened uh, back in about, uh, well, it was at the time that our our country was in a a recession back around 2007, 2008, 2009, somewhere in that neighborhood. A lot of smooth jazz stations came off uh, of the FM dial. But what it's led to is an absolute explosion of smooth jazz radio online and on the Internet. Mm -hmm. And and right now, today, it's a very exciting time because there's smooth jazz, you know, stations based all around the world. And so I would say as an overall, um, about 90% of the stations that we deal with are based here in the U.S., but then another 10% based overseas, all around the world, mostly in Europe, but really all around the globe. So it's really become a global uh, radio format. And so it's actually a very exciting time. The other thing is that, you know, back in the early days of the format, um, you know, some of those radio stations were really pretty conservative about some of the music that they played. And so the stations, you know, that remained smooth jazz maybe saw the, let's call it, error of their ways and have gone a lot more musically diverse and are now playing mm-hmm. songs that maybe they wouldn't have played back in, in those days. And so it's actually mm-hmm. a very, very exciting time, and I've never seen more independent artists break through at Smooth Jazz Radio than they have over the past five to six years. Well, Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, I think the Smooth Jazz community has been phenomenal for me. I know that has really helped to elevate um, my presence and, you know, I'm being asked to where I perform, you know, I'm being asked at more venues that, you know, focus on, you know, smooth jazz artists. Um, and I see that happening with a lot of other, maybe people who historically would have been just kind of R&B soul, but now I can see that their music is easily, you know, going into the smooth jazz radio market and they're even doing a lot more collabs. So you may see Najee with Eric Roberson, who Eric Roberson is like an indie soul, neo soul artist or Avery Sunshine, you know, being focused with Boney James. And, you know, so I think it's I agree. I think it's a really um, I think people hear smooth jazz and they just think about what happened in the past in, you know, like you said, in 2007, 2008, 2009. But it's like, no, but you have to understand, I think for those artists, particularly that have a soulful, smooth, I'm thinking of vocalists um, and, and are very musical still, their arrangements are still very musical. There's a, a, a nice space, you know, to tap into, especially with, yes, the more online radio presence. Well, and, and just to add to that a little bit, I mean, I think it's a very cool collaboration. I'll put my promotion hat on just for one second. And <laughs> Kenya has an upcoming holiday single, uh, Favorite Things, that features one of the top saxophonists in the format, Gerald Albright. So there are some really excellent yes. collaborations. So excellent yep. point on that, yes. Kenya. Yeah. And perfect timing that you're even saying that because at the time that listeners are listening to this, I have announced this because I've been keeping it a big secret, but no, literally like by the time this airs, it's not a secret anymore. So yay. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> I, I guess I let the cat out of the bag. So yes, you, you did. did but I, 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 no, and I'm glad this, this made it feel more natural instead of well, me like, you know, poking you to tell you to do that. <laughs> who, who better, who better to let people know <laughs> than a promoter. And yes, Jason, right. yeah, exactly. Jason is going to be our promoter for that, which I'm just so, I'm really, really excited and, you know, I've been giving teasers and people have been already saying, oh, my gosh, like this sounds really great. So I'm really excited. But me too. Well, this is this has been great. I don't know. Will, yes, do you has. have I I know we get low on our time. And you know, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, we, we are. We are. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm, 
I, I I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can talk about. Uh, yeah, some historical stuff. Like I, you know, I'm a I'm a history buff in the music industry, so I'll I, I'll, I'll talk to him about a whole bunch of different stuff. But yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll and, maybe and we can do so it again. You know, maybe we can do part yes, two. Well, Definitely, we are doing a part two because everybody that we've had, we're like, we got to bring like 20 different people back. But <laughs> just so you know, Jason William is a phenomenal jazz saxophonist. He's, oh. he's kind of being quiet there, but he's an amazing and composer and, you know, just really wonderful. So yes, we have to do a part two <laughs> yes, um, to, to dig in more. So I want you, if you could just repeat, you did mention your website, but I, if you can repeat your website um, uh, URL ad- address, and then also social media, how people can follow you. Absolutely. So our website is uh, gorovmusic.com. And so that's G O R O V music.com. And then our email address is info at gorovmusic.com. And you can also find us on, uh, boy, Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram. I believe for Facebook it would be facebook.com slash gorovmusic or twitter.com slash gorovmusic. Awesome. Awesome. And they are wonderful to work with listeners. So if you know that you are in the space of music that he just described in terms of smooth jazz, OMG, create your budget, get your life together, get your project together. Mm-hmm. Um, they work really hard. They have a really dynamic team. So, Thank you very much, Kenya. I really appreciate oh, that compliment. And, and thank Absolutely. you to William as well. I've really enjoyed our time uh, together today. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're, we're, We'll definitely pick up some, and talk some more about, about, uh, about all this stuff. But yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Absolutely, right. guys. All, all right. right, Will. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> All right. Talk and the guests just get, keep getting better. I'm yes, sorry. I just do. had to say that because they're yes, getting they even juicier, guys. I'm <laughs> just saying. So. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Talk to y'all. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.